the deep V cut comes through in overtime. And do I owe Adam Larson an apology? All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. Welcome to this episode of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala, coming to you from a cafe in Tucson, Arizona. We'll get to that in a little bit. I thought I was going to be back home in Tulsa bringing you this episode, but, you know, things happen. Either way, glad to be with you. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Now, um... <laughs> The Seattle Kraken did get a win. We did not get all of the points available to us, even though we had the lead, including in the last handful of seconds. These are just the facts. I do think it's good that we got the win, but I think we also have to kind of talk about how we had a chance to beat Dallas outright, and we didn't do it. But we're going to stick with the positive. As I mentioned, Adam Larson, and for those watching, and I think maybe it was Emerald City Hockey that tweeted this out, but... His cut in his shirt is so deep now that in <laughs> you can't even see it in uh, in the interview. They cut him, and you can't even see it. It's it's really just amazing. Anyway, Adam Larson gets us the win against Dallas. It did take overtime, so I'm not thrilled about that. But we will take the win overall. Here are some stats and facts. Let's go over them together. So again, it's a, it's an OT win for the Seattle Kraken, 5-4. to four. Now we get on the board first, and it's Brandon Tanev from Sprong and Susie. Once again, we're seeing contributions from the fourth line because we got the second goal from Daniel Sprong. Tanev also scored two goals in this game. Uh, Jared McCann, oh my gosh. Did you, did, I'm sure you watched the game, but if not, check out the replay, particularly for the, the play that Everly makes to get the pass to McCann, who then just sticks out his stick. Sorry to be redundant, but he puts his stick out in the net. The Seattle Kraken had Dallas's number yesterday shots on goal we had 27 to their 29 uh face-offs were being won by the stars you can see they got a power play goal so we don't like that for us and listen joey decord an 862 save percentage the first one was a wonky goal okay it went off it ricocheted in a mean way off the backboards and popped like off of his helmet or something. I don't know. It was super weird. Um, but it was great to hear from Joey Decord after the game. He was in good spirits. He talked about it being a little bit different, you know, this time around. He got to kind of sleep in his own bed and didn't have to worry about the, the gruesome travel that is coming from the AHL to then the NHL. 
a lot of people, I believe it was Bob Condor maybe, or Jeff Baker, asking about him handling the puck. Now, in case you don't know, Joey Decord has prided himself, and he said that last night, but he said it before since being with the Seattle Kraken, really prides himself on being a good puck-handling goaltender. And, you know, so we love that. I have talked about this before, mostly last season on the Locked on Kraken podcast, but Joey Decord also is a good communicator, and I like that he will push bodies out of the way. There was a disallowed goal. You saw him immediately advocate for himself. Um, So he really commands the crease, and I like that. And we talked about it a lot last year with the Charlotte Checkers. We haven't talked about it as much. There's been a lot of news with the Seattle Kraken. But even with the Coachella Valley Firebirds, you're seeing that he's tops in the AHL. And obviously, the Seattle Kraken have a lot of faith in him to be a player they can rely on coming up from the AHL, immediately goes in and gets the OT winner. Now, I think the goals, especially that last goal, we didn't really get into this much, but the last goal by Jamie Benn scored at 19.59 with literally seconds left in the game. That's how Dallas ties the game at four goals aside. <sighs> Empty net goal, so it's a five on six against the Seattle Kraken. And like we've seen on the power play, like we've seen – At other points in this season, the Seattle Kraken did not do a good job clearing pucks, and they did not do a good job, um, you know, being able to um, control the puck and move it in the other direction. And it's interesting because I believe it was in the first intermission probably, but Allison Lucan talked about it. And I really loved Nick Olchek, I think, probably has been the most consistent. But I love that Allison spent some time talking about things that the Seattle Kraken need to improve. And if you remember, I'm pretty sure because sometimes the broadcasts, they run together. I usually am watching super late. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it was last night. Allison Lucan talked about the Seattle Kraken not being able to clear the zone, not being able to do a full clearance. There was like a, a partial clearance that kept them hemmed in the zone. And then once again, team that we were playing I guess it would have been Edmonton uh what she was talking about um they get another chance to cycle reset their offense and that's kind of how things went down to get us to overtime we have to talk about those things because if we want to be primed to be a playoff contender those are the kinds of things and I honestly haven't talked about it as much as I probably should but those are the things that we need to improve. We cannot be a team that doesn't know how to clear the zone. We cannot be a team that's getting hemmed into their offensive zone, especially knowing what our power play number is. Uh, That's not a recipe for success. So, um, you know, we just have to talk about it. We're going to take the win. Adam Larson gets the win. And coming up next, do I owe Adam Larson an apology? Now, some of this is things that we've talked about here on Locked on Kraken. I definitely want to put this out here because I know what tomorrow's episode is going to be like. And I definitely talk about defense and what we don't have on defense. Again, nothing I haven't said on this episode before, but maybe I need to rethink my assessment of Adam Larson after seeing 
the move that he made to get us a point and to get us the win against Dallas. So that's coming up on Locked on Kraken. This episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by FanDuel. Tournament in women's basketball and men's basketball is heating up. I mean, we've got upsets, Cinderella stories, all of that. So now is the perfect time for you to download the FanDuel app. That's America's number one sports book because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel sports app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's easy to use. Plus, FanDuel will let you combine your bets for a bigger a chance at a bigger payout even with a same day parlay. So don't miss your chance again to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com backslash locked on. That's fanduel.com backslash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And please gamble responsibly. So thinking of Adam Larson, do I owe him an apology? Here's why I'm thinking maybe. Because he made a great move, a fantastic move. It was a great pass, an outlet pass. And Adam Larson had to make a move in order to get the Seattle Kraken the win. So assists were from McCann and Wenberg. And they found Larson. And he had to deke. He comes, pulls the puck across the crease, and then pots it in. I've been saying for a while I don't like our defense. I have criticized Adam Larson for being a little bit uh, heavy in the feet, in the skates, but he was uh, a little light. He was nifty, and he got us the win. Most importantly, he got us the win. Allison Lucan, of course, had some instant analysis Uh, Also used what I used in yesterday's thumbnail on YouTube. Third time is a charm is how the saying goes. And it's also how the Kraken series against Dallas evolved. After playing a trio of games in 11 days against the same team, Seattle found a way to solve the Jake Odinger. She found a way to solve Jake Odinger early and dominated play from then on. Um, Now, of course, she talks about the Stars coming back. Didn't love that. There was a disallowed goal. There was a lot that happened there. But here's what she's saying by the numbers. In five-on-five play, the Kraken dominated possession. Even with Dallas's offensive surge late in the game, in 60 minutes of regulation, Seattle generated 60.24% of all shot volume and 66.8% of all shot quality. So that's pretty good. That's pretty solid. And I think it speaks to... What else Allison's talking about? Brandon Tanev getting going with two goals. Um, He now has a new career high at 15, so that's amazing. Sprong, Tanev, and Morgan Geeky were the most potent line, our fourth line. And again, we're going to talk about this on tomorrow's episode. It's a squad cast, so get ready. But I talked about this on our squad cast yesterday. We, some of our success is coming from the fact that we get contributions throughout the lineup. So even when... For a while, we weren't seeing what we thought we would see from Oliver Bjorkstrand. Obviously, Andre Burakovsky's out of the lineup. We're still getting wins where we were, and we're getting productivity because of our fourth liners. Of course, it hurts me that 
Ryan Donato was not a part of that fourth line this time. Not this time, but when he's in, he's also doing great things. McCann's goal was the 20th that Jordan Eberle had assisted on in two players' cracking careers. It's also the 13th primary helper Eberle has had for his linemate. Seattle had nine scoring chances off the rush while allowing only four against. I love this for us. I would love for us to have more chances off the rush. I really would. Joey Decord was solid in his second NHL appearance of the season, stopping four of the top five most dangerous scoring chances from the Stars. Kraken took four penalties and allowed a goal only once. They are now perfect in 12 of their last 17 games when playing a skater down and have successfully defended 39 out of 45 penalties. So, neither goaltender had a quality start per sports logic. Um, the shot, the shots on goal during the power play, well, this is something that we're going to have to fix. We didn't have any. Uh, and the Dallas Stars had five. So, we got to figure that out. Um, you know, and some other things. But as always, check out Allison Lucan. Speaking of Allison Lucan, it's the new series. You might have heard of it. It's um, Uncharted. And um, there, there's an outdoor hike. Allison Lucan, Alex Wenberg, go check it out. But coming up next on this episode of Locked on Kraken, let's go to something Bob Condor is writing about, which is something that we've been talking about a lot which, of course, is where we are in the standings. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. Now, if you are in, if you are a hiring manager, then you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. And of course, that's Indeed. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description. And you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only play, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. So you want to join more than 3 million, that's right, million, 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com backslash locked on. Offer valid until March 31st, so you got until the end of the month. Again, that's Indeed.com backslash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. You need Indeed. So happy hiring. <laughs> Thank you, as always, for listening to Locked on Kraken. Thank you for dealing with me uh, and my wild and crazy travel schedule. I am in Arizona right now. Today I'm going to a Tucson Roadrunners game, and I get to talk to the first Latina to serve as a PA announcer in the AHL. So I'm really excited about that. More to come on that story. Then I will head to Phoenix for a little bit, and I'll be in the Phoenix Tempe area for the rest of the week because it's the PHF over here. I don't know. One, there it is. <laughs> it's the PHF final that's happening on Sunday, March 26th. It's kind of like a doubleheader. The Arizona Coyotes have a game earlier in the day. They're playing the Colorado Avalanche. 
And so it's going to be a good one. I'm definitely going to talk about that on this show. We're definitely going to talk about it on Locked on NHL for the Women's Hockey Spotlight, which is coming on Friday. But speaking of the Colorado Avalanche, kind of, or other NHL teams, really speaking of the Arizona Coyotes as well, What? let's take a look. So we've got Nashville two times this week. The 27th, we play Minnesota. Then we have Anaheim, LA, and then Arizona. We play Arizona like a bunch of times in like a weird span. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Like they're all jumbled together. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I told you we were gonna talk about uh, an, an article from Bob Condor. We're Kraken stand in West. Kraken in first wild card position with 85 standing points after a win in Dallas. We head to Nashville, which I just told you, for two pivotal matchups against wild card hopeful. And that's just to give you a little bit of a sneak peek. That's what we're going to be talking about on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kraken, along with Nick and Ann from Locked on Predators. It's a squad cast. It's a good one. It's a little bit longer than our usual episodes, so I'm going to keep this one a little bit shorter. But... Um, we do talk about Ellie Tolvanen. It's a good. It's good news for us. Nashville fans feel some kind of way. Um, and then, hey, should we be worried about Nashville? Don't take my word for it. Let's hear from the experts, Nick and Anne. That's coming up tomorrow. Okay, where do we stand? So, this is what we need to know. Uh, we right now. Um, are in a wild card spot. So once again, just so you have it, one through three in the Pacific Division, you've got the Vegas Golden Knights at 94 points, the LA Kings at 92, and the Edmonton Oilers at 88. We now, after yesterday's win, are in the first wild card spot, 85 points overall, with the Winnipeg Jets hot on our heels with 83 points in the western conference overall the calgary flames have 79 points and the nashville predators at 78 so we're not a full 10 points ahead of them so what do we need to know um listen we have um we have to just keep an eye out for the Predators. I Again, you'll hear a little bit more about this on tomorrow's episode. Um, but really, what, what I've been saying, what we've been talking about here on Locked on Kraken, is that we really just have to win games. We have to get as many points as possible. So um, I told you about the points, but also the win percentage is important because that's how we can jockey above a team. So right now, we need to get four more points to, or at least be within four points of Edmonton in order to uh, maybe jump back into that third spot. They have 88 points. We have 85 points. We have a 607 win percentage. They have a 620 win percentage. We want to keep that win streak going. Can we do it against Nashville? I think we can. And again, you're going to want to hear tomorrow's episode to know why. But just a little, a little bit of a teaser, if you will. <laughs> They're dealing with a lot. They're dealing with a lot, um, including injuries, which all teams deal with at this time of, of year. And, you know, are they in a rebuild, question mark? Again, we'll talk about it a little bit tomorrow. But um, we just have to make sure we're getting points. So getting into the win column, good. I do think we can take 
at least one game outright from Nashville. I say at least one. I really think we should get two wins against Nashville, but our play has been a little bit inconsistent. I liked what we saw against Dallas, though. And as we talked about yesterday, Dallas is a good team. So I'm not surprised that Dallas came back. I would have liked us to handle it a little bit better, especially in the waning seconds of the third period to lose the lead. Ugh. And that's that could be the difference maker, you know, at times. We're in a pretty good spot, but we need to be better. We have to hit another gear once again. We talked about that at the top of the year, and we have to do it again. That's what it takes to be a winning team, especially when you're a brand-new franchise. So I want to switch gears a little bit here. There was an interesting mailbag that I came across. Now, this is over at NHL.com. And uh, it's a mailbag, potential playoff upsets, Gibson's future with the Ducks. Uh, Dan Rosen answers weekly questions. Now, this is talked about March Madness earlier. This question was, uh, what are some NHL postseason upsets you could see mirroring March Madness? Now, there's some interesting names here or ideas here, including that Dan says, there's not really a Cinderella story in the NHL right now. That being said, this is what he had to say about the Seattle Kraken. The Seattle Kraken would be the closest the NHL has to a Cinderella only because they're in their second season and this will be their first to go to in the playoffs if they get there. But the Kraken have been on a solid playoff footing for most of the season and have defeated each of the six teams ahead of them in the standings, including the Kings three times and the Avalanche twice. Um, Fairly Dickinson University, we're talking college basketball now, did not defeat a top 25 team all season. Neither did Princeton. That's what makes them Cinderella's. Okay, so that's that's that. And it's an interesting mailbag. Check it out on NHL.com, Dan Rosen. But it also got me thinking of something that was mentioned on Locked on NHL. It was on Tuesday's show with Dane and with Brett two guys from the Western Conference, uh, locked on Flyers and locked on Oilers, respectively. But the question was, are we on a collision course to have the two most recent franchises in the league play each other in the first round? Okay. I would love this. I would love this because I would be talking so much trash because you know my big bad bold prediction is that the Seattle Kraken will win a Stanley Cup before the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, I try to be real with you. I don't see a Stanley Cup in the cards for us this season. However, aha, what we could do is eliminate the Vegas Golden Knights and thus keep ourselves in contention to still win a Stanley Cup before they do. Boom. I would love it. I feel like it's not a guarantee that it would go the way that I personally, that we want it to go. And I think I like the challenge. I like the challenge that that could present and what we heard Dane and Brett talking about is that it also builds up, it bubbles up for the Winter Classic, baby. 
So I don't know how it's going to fare out. The Seattle Kraken, our boys, and us, their fans, we have a lot of work to do in order to make that happen. And we still have to just focus on us. Or at least that's what the team has to do. And I think they're doing that for the most part. But it's fun for us to talk about here on Locked on Kraken. And we will continue to do that. Thanks, as always, for making us a part of your daily routine. Don't forget to listen tomorrow because we're going to have a squad cast. And, and Nick from Locked on Predators joining us to preview tomorrow's matchup and essentially the next one after that, too, because we play them back to back. All right. Be kind to yourself and to each other. Stick taps to the Seattle Kraken organization and Root Sports who did a wonderful tribute to Andy Ide. We talked about him yesterday, unfortunately collapsed, had a stroke, and is being treated. So we are thinking of you, Andy. I am grateful, as I've mentioned before, to be a part of the Seattle community for reasons like this, because we support one another. So all of our love to you, Andy. All of my love to you, listeners and viewers. Thanks for tuning in. And hey, Check me out on social media at elinz 8 on all platforms because I'm going to have a good time in Arizona. It's raining here, which is weird. I didn't even pack my, my rain jacket. So it's raining and it's cold in Arizona, but I've got hockey, baby. That's all for the show. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.